Hello from the sunny beaches of St. Kitts and Nevis. Welcome to Dextrocardia, your one-stop shop podcast for everything related to life as a Caribbean medical student. I'm your host, Nihal Satyadev, a second-year medical student at the University of Medicine and Health Sciences. Disclaimer, the opinions expressed by guests of this podcast do not reflect the opinions or views of any institution or professional organization. Now, let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Dextrocardia. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking to Jane Qureshi. She is the Canadian student completing her second year at the University of Medicine and Health Sciences. While on the island, she was involved in a variety of extracurriculars, including the Surgery Interest Group and AMSA. Aside from extracurriculars, before starting medical school, Jane volunteered in the ER for three years in Canada. She just finished that hybrid 4 by 1st semester in Maine, and we're excited to have her on today. Welcome, Jane. Hey, thank you. Thanks for having me. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. Um, well, I am, first of all, super um, excited to be on here on this podcast. And um, second of all, I am just, uh, you know, sitting for step right now. So this is, a, you know, a, a really cool thing that I would like to talk about my main experience. So that was really fun. Um, and yeah, I don't know. What else would you like to know? <laughs> yeah, well, thank you for giving us a dive in about the main semester. So just as a background, uh, the way things work, at least here at UMHS, is we have four to five semesters on the island, which are basic sciences, depending on whether you're on the med program or the EBS program, which is uh, five semesters, the med program, four semesters. And then we do a clinical semester in Maine, uh, traditionally, we would all go there with uh, COVID. Obviously, some of the restrictions have changed. Uh, so excited to kind of hear a little bit more about that. And so it would be great to just give us, start with like an overview of what this clinical semester means, what happens in this semester between um, the time we uh, are on the island to when we take our step. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so because of COVID, so many different uh, things change, like you said, but um, ideally, this semester is technically the fifth semester. So what you're supposed to do is you go uh, to Maine um, and then you have three months there and um, you do like uh, clinical, you know, like student patient encounters where you go in this room and then you, um, you know, see, uh, so you're acting like a doctor basically and then you're seeing a standardized patient. But because of, you know, COVID, they changed up everything. And it was like, completely changed, you know, what I heard from previous semesters and previous uh, previous students had done, like a couple of friends of mine. So we had to like relearn everything. And um, I think the school was also very nervous about doing it too, because they were like, I don't really know how the students are gonna, you know, adjust. And um, with COVID, there were so many like safety precautions that we had to do, you know, before we went to campus um, in Maine. And um, so yeah, it was, it was really interesting. Um, but I mean, I can I can start talking about the student patient encounters if you want, or would you like to know about more of the hybrid program? Or um, so just to one? recap, so typically the main semester it's it's completely done on campus, right? But due to COVID, they had to do it more yeah. virtual. So can you explain the difference? What was the difference between your experience because you did the hybrid four by four program versus the other students who did it completely remotely? Right. So. Um, ideally, I think normally pre-COVID, it would have been two, two, two months of like VC, which is virtual clinic, and then, then you do Kaplan. But in our case, they made 
so whenever the, the semester started, we did um, one full month online in Maine, or you could you could have been, you know, wherever your house was um, there. And uh, it was basically iHuman cases online. So we did like a virtual history taking situation with like a dummy with like a website. Um, um, and they, they, the reason why they came up with that was because um, people that had traveled to Maine, they wanted everybody to quarantine for two weeks. And so they told everybody like, hey, wherever you are, like, let's do the first um, month online. And then the next month, October, would be like the student, pay, uh, the, yeah, the student pay, uh, encounters, student patient encounters, excuse me. Um, and so when I, when, when the school was kind of deciding what to do because of COVID, they gave us um, an option of this hybrid program which was, you know, you have an option to go to Maine or you can do everything online, like you did in EPSI, you know, like normal, normal on Zoom. And so I think me personally, I was just so fed up with, you know, sitting on the computer for like X amount of hours in a day that I was like, I'm going peace. So I went um, and a couple of my friends did too. And I think it was a very good decision. Um, but, you know, I think I was a little nervous because despite, you know, the opportunity, there were so many like barriers that we had to cross. The school had to give us special papers across the border because nobody could cross the border. And like, why am I, you know, a student, a Canadian student going into America? So they had to, you know, make, give us like the V1 visa uh, papers that we had to show at the border. Um, we had to get a COVID test done before we went to Maine. Um, we had to get a COVID test done there. We had to wear like shields and super, you know, PPEs um, on campus. Um, and yeah, like, sanitizer hands, you know, wear gloves. It was just like a lot going on because I think that the, their main fear was they don't want like a COVID outbreak when they're letting students come there, you know, on campus because that would put all the teachers and all the faculty at risk because uh, a lot of the professors are, you know, like seniors um, in Maine and even some of the patients too, you know, like that, that volunteered for the uh, student, uh, standard patient encounters. So um, that, that's, that was why I, I wanted to Definitely. So that's pretty uh, helpful as like a background of mm-hmm. what's been going on in the transition for COVID. Uh, so in for, in terms of actually being there in Maine, uh, obviously a lot of the work involves direct patient encounters. So could you kind of go through with us what exactly it means to have standard patient encounters? Yeah. Yeah, sure. So basically, um, Standard patient encounters is they have a room. They have like many rooms on on the main campus, and you just go into the room. Um, and so basically, you're playing doctors, and you have an attending physician inside, and then you have your partner, which is your you know, you know SPE partner, and then uh, like a, a patient. Um, so you go in, you introduce yourself, and we had like extra things we had to do. So we had to sanitize before, sanitize your stethoscope, you know, wear gloves, sanitize those gloves. Um, <laughs> and so we just had to like take many different, you know, precautions. But basically, the whole purpose of that um, experience is to kind of tell you, like, hey, when you do when you do clinical rotations, this is what it'll be like. You know, you'll be expected to take history, do full physical examination. You know, like a, basically a like a a, um, a narrowed physical examination, not like a broader one. Um, depending on what you think the patient has, um, and then, you know, do, like, tell them what tests um, they need to do, tell them the medications, and then diagnose the patient. Um, and while, while this is happening, you know, the attending physician, um, you know, for, for this case, was, is, is in your room, but um, I guess when, when rotations do come around, they really won't be in your room until afterwards. It's a weird setup. But, so this, the, and, and while you're doing all of this, you know, the attending physician is listening to you. Um, and, you know, they're, they're walking around trying to take notes, make sure you're doing everything right, make sure you're asking the proper question. Um, 
So, I mean, that's how the setup is. Um, and I think the purpose of it is to kind of, you know, prepare you, you know, before you go into clinical. Like, hey, so that, you know, when clinicals do start, you're not just like, you know, thrown off there to be like, hey, fend for yourself, you know, you know, so you actually have an idea what's what's going on. But um, it was really interesting because the first that we did was cardio and I had no idea what I was getting myself into because in EBS5, I didn't have that experience because it was online. So um, I was paired up with my friend, um, Jamie, and her and I, we were like, okay, let's, let's do this. So we, we went into our first uh, standardized patient encounter and, you know, we knew what to do and stuff. And so you're aware of the system you're going to do that week, but you don't really know what case you might have. So you're just like thrown in and you're like, hey, okay, do your thing. So um, I watched videos of, you know, the cardiac examination, like Dr. Kumar's videos from maybe in five. Um, and yeah, um, we, you know, we, uh, we had practice with history taking any BS5. So, um, you know, you go in the room, you knock and you introduce yourself and your partner and then you sit down and you take history, full history, you know, everything pertinent positives, pertinent negatives. And then you, um, you know, then you start doing the physical exam. My first physical exam was so daunting because I had no idea what I was doing because videos do not help or tell you, you know, what to do. No matter how many videos you, you watch, like if you don't practice, you can't learn. Um, and that's what I learned basically. And so, you know, I think I was like auscultating wrong, but I was doing it anyhow. <laughs> uh, I think I was doing it over the scapula in the back and <laughs> the doctor told me and she was like, I think, you know, this is how you're supposed to auscultate, you know, the, the um, lungs and this is how you do it. This is how you percuss, and I'm like, I'm so sorry, we had no experience. But um, so yeah, it's kind of like trial by fire. Um, you just learn, you know, on the go. But um, so yeah, every week we had a different system. Um, we had cardio, then we had respi, neuro, musculoskeletal, and uh, you do you take the history, then you take the like the specific uh, physical examination. Of, so you would do cardio um, if it was a cardio week, and and they always made you do screening lung and cardio. So you have to do like the lung, like you have to li um, listen to the lungs in the, from the back and, and do the cardiac exam. And then, um, then you kind of sit down and you're like, hey, this is what I, you talk to the patient. So you kind of tell them what's going on. Like, hey, this is what I think you have. Um, you know, we're going to run some tests, um, you know, tell them the medications they're taking and educate them on different things. Because a lot of these people don't know what you're talking about. So you kind of have to use layman terms um, and like not use the medical jargon. Um, and then they're pretty cool because they're acting, the patients are acting, right? So they're totally like acting like, oh my God, yeah. Like one lady was like falling off, you know, kind of the, um, <laughs> uh, like the bed because she was really in character. Um, and that was, uh, that was something, that was a cool experience too. And, and then after you're done, so while you're done with the, the history and, and physical examination, your partner is actually the presenter. So she's taking down notes and making sure that you don't miss anything. And then after I'm done my part, like playing doctor, well, well, she's presenter, she will, you know, she can ask questions if I missed anything. Um, and she's basically presenting, presenting the case in a soap note format. So she has to go with the HPI, like the past medical history, um, <clears throat> you know, all the, the social history, the family history, uh, all the print and positive and the negatives, like the, the review of systems. Um, and then, you know, she says like, this is, she, she sells her version of her, like her diagnosis and then the test that she needs to do and so on and so forth. So it's kind of like, I had no idea what the doctors, like Dr. Chibito was saying when we were going to go into it. But then as you do it, you kind of understand because I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, Neil, but <laughs> um, I don't know if I'm explaining it well or not, but I think Christy will probably have an idea.
what um, <laughs> it's kind of like what's going on but then you learn when you started so I yeah. completely understand it is definitely very overwhelming your first standard patient counter but it definitely hopefully gets easier um I have a two-part question for you so in as when you are the doctor role as you said you first have you introduce yourself you have your history then your physical examination um then you tell them the diagnosis you give them the diagnostics you'd like to run a treatment plan and a follow-up plan out of all those components what did you find the most challenging Oh, um, you know, in, in, in EBS5, actually, we had a lot of practices history taking, but for my semester, they got rid of the physical examination part. I don't know why. So we never got to practice any of that. So when I did get to Maine, um, you know, even though I watched videos, the physical examination part was a little tricky, but, but the therapy, like the treat, like the assessment and plan part was the most challenging because you never know, you know, what, um, tests to run. Like, like as you know, the as you as you do the you know standard patient uh, encounters, you kind of pick up on things. So I realized that if you say a CBC, the doctors get really happy. They're like, oh yeah, 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 you know, like a complete blood count, um, and then you know a complete metabolic panel. You know, so you, a certain test, they're like, oh yeah, this is perfect. You have to do this test. You know, great. Um, and you know, although I'm like farm TA, I still you know was like. I don't know what medications to give this person. I think you get, you know, well, me personally, I got really kind of, you know, intimidated with it being in like a setting where everybody's looking at you and then you're the doctor and you're supposed to make all these decisions and you don't even know what you're doing, but you still have to. So uh, I think the the, you know, the treatment plan and the tests, that part was a little challenging. Yeah, for sure. It's integrating all these different components we learn farm separately we learn um every subject separately so integrating but it's a great time at least we get to integrate it before we start our um true clinical so my second part to that question is as the doctor role so you mentioned as the doctor you have a lot of layman terminology and then when you're the presenter you you present the case um using medical terminology did you find that transition harder and which role did you find more challenging the presenter or the doctor I don't know. I think I'm generally really good at talking, so I can just like work my way through it, you know. But um, I found the doctor challenging because you know you switch. So one week you're a doctor, and the next week you're like you're a partner's doctor. So the week I was a doctor, I remember being super, you know, I was like always on as I'm like, oh my god, I don't know what I'm gonna get, I don't know what's gonna happen, you know, what test do I do? And I would be watching all the videos ever, you know, to have an idea. But um, I think, yeah, doctor was definitely challenging than presenter because presenter, you have time to write down and gather your thoughts while your, your partner is doing history, you know, physical exam, um, telling the doctor, uh, the patient what they have, um, where you're just like thrown into it when you are the doctor, right? Because you go first and you're expected to do everything right and not miss any tests um, or uh, physical examinations. So I think the doctor part was definitely more challenging, yeah. <laughs> But it was it was fun. <laughs> Very cool. Um, so that is a pretty good kind of summary of uh, everything that goes on um, with the standard patient encounters. So, um, do you feel like there are certain things that just by doing the standard patient encounters, you felt like were skill sets that helped you have better patient interactions? Oh, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> you know, first thing is, some people are very good at studying and, you know, doing tests and reading the books and stuff. When you're actually in a situation where you, you know, have even a fake patient, you, you kind of realize that there's so many things that you can work on. 
like maybe some people that might not have people skills some people you know kind of get nervous and talk really fast um some people just you know i don't know are sweating too much i don't know so many different things right so but it, but in that um i found that you know there's so much to learn in, in medicine just in general like, like i don't think i thought that you know after you finish basic sciences you're like okay cool but then you have to put everything together and integrate it and i think that's the most challenging part because when you are doing the student patient or the standard patient encounters um you know you realize that even though they're fake patients they're kind of like really like trusting you with everything that you tell them some of them actually um you know are in the in the medical field themselves so even if you say something stupid you'll see like a little bit of a smirk and then they're like <laughs> you know you don't even know what um like you think that they don't know what you're talking about but they do so so even if when, when that happens that's like okay cool but but um I, I think from that part um you know putting the pieces together is is something that i that i noticed that's very you know critical it's like putting it all together like the pathology the physiology the pharmacology you have to know it all you can't just you know um talk your way out of it and so you know yeah but i don't know if that answers your question <laughs> So one thing that I really liked about standard patient counters were the standardized patients. I thought they were so, they are such good actors that it felt like <laughs> real to me. I was like, this is a real patient. But did you, did you appreciate, like, how did you find their acting in, in the sense of like difficult patients and the diversity of the different cases that you had? Mm -hmm. Is there anything you'd like to say about that? Yeah, so they were all really in their character. Like for renal week, um, I had someone with, uh, excuse me, uh, so I think that she had pyelonephritis, but, and it slash UTI complication, um, but she was really into her character. Oh my gosh, she was an IV drug use, uh, user, she was, you know, she lived in a shelter, um, she had so much going on, and she was acting so well, and I don't know if she, it was just hot in the room or not, but she's really flush, you know, and it kind of looked like this person's, you know, not doing okay. Um, and I think that was really, really intimidating at first because, you know, everything, even though, you know, they're acting, they're not really that intense, but she was really going all out and like kind of falling off the bed. And I was just like, I don't know what to do. Um, and it was really hot. It's, it gets really hot in the room. Right. And we had shields on and masks and it's always just like more hot. Um, and I think that that was, I found that really, really cool. And, and all of them gave such good feedback to the students, like all the, um, you know, uh, patients um so you know, they were very good with with the way they did things and some got really into character and um so yeah i think that it really fits well to the system you know like if you had a heart problem someone had a heart problem they were like really clenching their you know, chest a lot and so that you bring up a really good point about how the standardized patients give feedback that's such an important part of the standard patient encounter process after you're done playing the doctor and the presenter you're attending who's in the room will give you feedback and correct anything that needs to be corrected as well as the standardized patient gives you feedback. And I think it's really unique getting feedback from them because it's things that you wouldn't, wouldn't necessarily think about. Yeah. Could yeah. you expand a little bit more on the type of feedback that they would give? Um, yeah, they would. So they would not really comment on the medical aspect of it. That was more for the doctor um, in the room. But they would, you know, be they would a lot comment a lot on, um, you know, how the relationship with the doctor and the, and the patient is. That was something that they really focused on. Like, you know, you make me feel comfortable. You know, you're so easy to talk to. You're so sweet. Um, and when you're doing a physical examination, you know, they're all draped um, in gowns and stuff. And, you know, some of them are wearing, you know, like 
sports bras and, and things like that uh, for females. So, you know, you do have to like, you know, lift up, you know, and touch like areas, um, you know, in the back, let's say that might be uncomfortable for the, for the patient. So, you know, it's so important to build that connection with them because if you're not able to do that, then they're going to be like, oh yeah, no, I don't want you to, you know, touch me here or like, you know, back, you know, let's say if you have to like move their, you know, bra strap around or, you know, for example. Um, and then some of them would be wearing socks. And let's say when you're doing like the uh, neuro exam and you want to check for, you know, any swelling or, you know, um, then you have to ask them or, you know, any like sensory vibration tests, let's say for the neuro examination, you have to like take their socks off. And you see, so you have to be like very vocal about what you're about to do. The patient connection and being vocal is, is something that they would bring up over and over. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, that I feel like just those sort of encounters are probably what's going to hopefully make us better physicians going into rotations because I don't feel, obviously I'm still in basic sciences right now, but I personally don't feel the challenge is going to be so much about doing the algorithm over and over again, you know, asking the history and whatnot. It's really about how can we make that connection at the same time, you know, build trust at the same time, personalize our advice, and at the same time, be able to understand how follow-up is going to look in the matter of like a 15-minute interaction. So that really, um, I think, is a cool segue into clinicals. Um, cool. So uh, another kind of component of all of this um, is OSCE. So I'm personally not too familiar with it. Uh, would you be able to kind of describe what it is, how it's different from standard patient encounters? Yeah. So um, OSCE, so I'm going to elaborate on what that means. Um, so it's objective uh, structured clinical examination, right? So um, it's not very different than SPEs at all. Um, you're basically graded. So it's the end of a semester kind of oral like practical exam. Um, and, you know, you don't know what system they're going to give you. Um, you don't know what's, what's going to happen. So you're kind of going in blindly. But um, so, so what, okay, so what happens is, you know, you'll go in the room and like, let's say during the semester, you know what system you're going to do. But now you don't really know what's going to happen. So you're basically doing like a practical examination. Um, you're being graded on it and you're, you're expected to do the specific, you know, physical examination for that, um, you know, patient, what you think the patient would be experiencing, take the, take the, you know, relevant history. Um, and yeah, like it's, uh, it's pretty cool. It's very, very daunting. Um, I don't even know if I was able to diagnose my patient correct or not after the OSCE finished, but um, we, we had it. And so you, you know, you do it the same way you would do an SPE, but it's just graded. Um, and it's like, you know, a big chunk of your grade towards the end of the semester. Um, and yeah, so you just take the history like you would, but you know, in your mind, while you're doing the physical examination, you kind of like developing a diagnosis. Um, you don't have to be right. I think what they want to see is if you are, you know, diagnosing the patient with something, are you able to support that with, you know, the tests that you would do with the medications that you would give? Um, and yeah, that's what I think the whole purpose of that is because nobody, like we're not at the age or we're not at the stage, sorry, to be able to you know, diagnose somebody from would be like, hey, you have this. So I think the main purpose of that is like, are you able to support what you think the diagnosis is? No matter how you do it, just like support it and give good, you know, um, backup, like give a good backup plan, give a good follow-up plan for what you might think the patient has. Yeah. Awesome. 
one last question for you. So for any future students going to the main semester and preparing for standard patient encounters, do you have any advice or tips for them on how to succeed in these? Um, I think it's very, you know, it will be very overwhelming because you don't really know what they're talking about. Like even all the introductions that Dr. Thibodeau and all the main staff does, you don't really know what they're talking about. Um, but, you know, when, when you start doing it, you're like, okay, this is what they meant. But um, honestly, you know, I think that if they were given an option to go do the hybrid program like uh, my semester was, I think that they should definitely take it. Do it, you know, I know it's a lot with Corona and trying to figure out housing and all that, but you know, the school's very good with helping you with, with organizing that. Um, so I would just go and, and do it and, and basically attend the classes. So we had classes online, so like in the September part, like I said, it was all online and then we had the classes and everything then, and then October was all, uh, like SPEs and preceptorships. So um, I would just like attend class. They have two PowerPoints, um, different sets. Like they have the didactic slides and then they have the cases learning slides. They have all the information there. I would just like read the slides, you know, before you do, um, let's say you have cardio, I would read the cardio slides uh, before you do the system for SPE. And then, yeah, just go in and, and learn. It's a very good learning environment. The doctors, especially the attending physicians, they know so much and they're so, so educated and knowledgeable. And I think more than anything, I learned so much from them. So yeah, it's a great experience. I would definitely um, advise people to go for it. <laughs> Sweet, thank you so much. This was incredibly helpful. Um, <laughs> we really appreciate you hopping on. For those of you who are listening, just a reminder to please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you have any more ideas, questions, or suggestions for future guests, you can email us at dextrocardia.podcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on Twitter at dextrocardiapc. Thank you so much, Lujane.